episode 11 of the FFHL podcast. As always, joined by my co-host, Jacob Hogan. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, buddy. Uh, coming off another nice little week. Uh, feeling pretty good. A week out of the playoffs. Uh, happy with how everything's going so far, man. How about you? How are you feeling? Doing all right, you know. Had a, had a fun week last week. Uh, didn't end up with the debut, but that was okay. I had a good time with it. And, uh, yeah, so we actually have a, um, an official notice here from the, uh, the Prime Minister's office. Oh. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you got the security sweep and everything like that today, but uh, that's because of our next guest, Taylor Guthrie. How you doing, buddy? How's it going, boys? Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, the Great Reset, um, you know, official... Uh, press release uh, for immediate uh, release. Um, the reset continues. Yeah. So you got your first rounder back. Um, I did. I got uh, I got a first rounder back um, from Jonah, and I got a first rounder back from uh, from Ryan. I just want to say I was really fired up last week um, that John sold Strom back to you. So I just want to let you know, I'm equally as fired up that you sold Huberto back to Ryan. Uh, yeah. Keep them keep coming. Love hey. people sending back trades. And I, I upgraded on Huberto. To be fair, I, ha- I did have to give up uh, Petrie as well, but um, I'm glad that I was able to get the, the first rounder out of it. But uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting week. Um I guess I'll just dive into like the thought process behind what happened. Mm. So obviously I know it's been kind of a tight race for the last few spots um, of the playoffs. Um, And I'm kind of coming hot off of two absolute like terrible losses. Uh, The first one to um, the first one to Jonah and then the second one to Deere most recently, which we'll get into in a bit. but obviously only three points out um, from a playoff spot. But I was just thinking based off of those, you know, two recent outings, chances are my playoff run wasn't looking too good anyways. So I figured I might as well capitalize on the talent that I have because I do feel like I have a good team. Um, And the thing about my team is when they're firing on all cylinders, I think that we absolutely can go up against the best, but I think that they do have some consistency issues. So I think I decided that, you know, because of those consistency issues, because of kind of the foreshadowing in the last couple of weeks around how my playoff run could potentially go, I figured I would capitalize on the value that I do have um, and sell and just look to continue the rebuild uh, for next season. That's pretty fair. And one player returning home uh, who we didn't mention, Tommy Wilson. Tom back Wilson. The, back, back, keeper. Back, keeper. Tom back Wilson. with the boys. Yeah, I don't know if I'll keep him uh, again. We'll see, maybe. <laughs> uh, but I do love to see a boy that rack up, racks up some hits. Uh, so uh, welcome back, Tommy boy. He's already got his sussy out of the way, too. So like he's probably clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's ready to go. He's, uh, he's right at home. Yeah. Hey, do you, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, do you think that um, the reset's only great if you collect the other two as well? Do you think if Yeri comes home and um, you know all, all the keeper boys? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think um, I think me and and Yeri have have parted ways probably permanently for the remainder of the year. I would probably welcome back Creator. Uh, I think um, New York's kind of you know lighting up a bit, especially when they face Philly. <laughs> so maybe take a quick look at the schedule and see how many more of those they got. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, like I feel good about my keeper prospects this year. I think like last year, obviously, and I said this episode too, like there, it's no surprise to anybody. I wasn't too too hot on my my keeper selection. This year, I feel like I have a pretty good list. I feel like I've been kind of spoiled for riches in the keeper department. Um, and I might even be letting go of some people that I was like were in contention for keepers. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about the draft uh, picks that I just picked up. Um, and I, I, I can tell you that there are more on the way. Wow. I like to, like to hear Love it. Love that. Um, yeah. So for some reason, I guess I'm going to be the names guy on this podcast. If you're going to keep a guy, at least learn how to pronounce his name. It's Jari, Tristan Jari, not Yari. I always called him Jari, but then when, when Jacob said Yari... I, th- I I'm, maybe it's a soft J. Yeah, I, I, I like to think of it as a soft J. So yeah, it's like yogging. Yeah, oh, it's a soft J yeah. is what calls Jacob in the morning. Yeah, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call me after round one. Just no, there's yeah. no chance. It's yeah, soft yeah. J. It, there is no, there is no round two. No round yeah. two. It's just soft yeah. J. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's Kreider, not Creeder, or whatever the fuck you're calling him, too. Honestly, I, I fucking... It is Kreider. That one, no. How, how am I the fucking authority on the English language right here? Jesus. Oh, hey, I Boys, mean, give I, your heads a shake. Hey, ever since episode one, and you made that one fucking FFHL uh, fuck up, yeah. you've been working on pronunciation, yeah. and now uh, now you gotta speak. You're, yeah. you're right there. I yeah. just read the dictionary and the pronunciation parts, so... Exactly. It's been a couple yeah. months of prep for this moment. Yeah, yeah. Feels good. Feels full circle here. Coming to the end of the year. Exactly. All right. So let's uh let's jump straight into uh to the matchups here. Um is there any Jake, anyone you want to take right away or um I mean we can jump into mine. Yeah. Um pretty big win uh going into the week. It was a seven three finish that became an eight two. Uh, scored pretty lucky with that. John just ended up making, uh, I think he made an educated decision, make, picking up Markstrom on the Sunday, knowing he had um, an under the minimum requirement for goalies. And uh, Markstrom just got bumped for Riddick. Um, so I scored that extra win. But uh, even with that, I'm super stoked about the numbers I put up. Uh, that's three weeks in a row of league-leading numbers. My team's looking really hot uh, to end out the season. And uh, John's still looking good. I, I don't see this guy getting the Folgers. Uh, I didn't have him in my bottom two at the start of the season. I still don't have him in my bottom two. The dude's heated up at the right moment. So um, pretty good. I know John didn't get the week, but I just knowing where he's been standing all season, I think it's been a pretty solid, it was a pretty solid week for us both. And uh, and I squeezed out a nice win at the right time. And John's also kind of putting up those numbers at the right time too. Yeah, and I'll I'll just add like you know on the scoreboard obviously a a big win for you Jacob but like I'll just second that that John's week wasn't that bad like you just edged him out in like some categories like with goals assists uh, hits and blocks like 
those easily mm-hmm. could have turned the other way with a couple extra games. Um, and John like racked up like 117 shots, which is, mm-hmm. which is huge. So honestly, kudos to him. He's, he's doing, doing pretty well. Um, I think the kind of the deal breaker uh, this week for you was a couple of things. I think one, you had a pretty good goalie week. Um, mm-hmm. So that, definitely edged you out and then also like some of the the players that i really noticed kind of stepped it up this week where panarin got like seven points uh landis gog you know continuing to do well for you with seven points so yeah overall good week for you for sure um big on the scoreboard but but kudos to john as well for for keeping it close um mm-hmm. in terms of uh in terms of the categories despite the the kind of running it up on the scoreboard Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if uh, John was playing kind of anyone in the loser bracket, he probably would have uh, would have won that week. And, you yeah. know, if it was kind of do or die, I think he probably would have put a little bit more due diligence in this checking, which Coley was starting uh, <laughs> on this Sunday and just making sure, he, you know, you, you do have that that guy starting so you don't automatically lose those uh, those categories. But, you know, yeah. you kind of you got to get to mail it in. Um mm-hmm at this point here, right? It doesn't really matter um, for anyone who's out of the playoffs and doesn't really have a sniff at it. So like me and him and Cody, like we're just yeah. doing it for shits and giggles at this point. Once the yeah. once the loser bracket starts, then uh, then you start paying attention a little bit more, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, then you have stakes again. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, uh, I just want to give you my uh, my update really quick, if I may. My classic uh, to become Landis Gog and Theodore update. That's 11 points for the boys. Uh, I know you weren't big on them. Just want to let you know they did uh, 11 points. Uh, both of them double digits in shots. Just uh, really, really beauty, beauty work from those two. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems kind of like every week you're getting some guy like putting up seven points for you. Uh, yeah, I just need you seemed... to talk more shit about my players. That's yeah. It seems to be working. Yeah, 100. percent They're probably listening to the pod. So yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's move on here. Um, we'll go kind of into my matchup uh, against Brandon. It was a close one all week. Yeah. Brandon squeaked out. A, it was a six-four win. Um, I picked up a. Who did I start? Uh, what's his name from Florida? Got me a spot shot out, which was which is always lovely to get on a yeah. uh, huge on a, on a Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think I had a, a half decent week. His team just better than mine. Sucks for him though. Um, picking up his bo- boy and his Canucks, they're all fucking dead from COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll be interesting seeing because like, how many Canucks does Brandon have on his team? Like, you've got to have at least two or three, right? Like, he's that's got gonna three with him. one already on the IR. Who's objection objectively like objectively one of the top two Canucks, which is Pedersen. So Pedersen. yeah. But he was already out, but um, still, I mean, three very three of the best connects you can get, he's got them. Yeah, and I mean, it just goes to show the issue with, with stacking um, uh, players. Because, like, and again, I faced the same problem, like, the previous week when, mm. uh, you know, my defense just decided to drop dead. So yeah. uh, I would imagine Brandon's probably shitting himself a little bit right now, especially given the timing, but... Yeah, uh, managed to squeak that one out. It'll be interesting to see um, what happens for him this week and next. Right, because they're talking about just canceling the Vancouver Canucks season. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. a, an option that's on the table. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, and yeah. didn't he drop, like, a first for JT Miller? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So like that would really hurt. Yeah. I understand that pain. I gave Kevin a first. It's cursed if you trade a first to Kevin. I sent a first to Kevin for Stamkos <laughs> last year. The next week he was on IR. Same with Brandon this past yeah. month. Note to self, don't trade with Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey first uh, this guy. I, got, I got burnt with Ekblad too. So, you know, just yeah, before that's I was uh, probably river. Trying, to, trying to deal him. <laughs> Well, mind you, it wouldn't be a first-round pick, but yeah, it's uh, a very good track record on, <laughs> on dealing with those guys. But yeah, so hopefully, you know, that um, that kind of situation rectifies itself and mm-hmm. Vancouver gets to have the rest of their season. But who freaking knows? Because I think it's like 20 guys um, have tested positive on their team. Let's, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, coaching um, staff as well. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised that the the Canadian um, division or the North Division rather is is experiencing this much of it, right? Like, because mm-hmm. then they, there was that little blip the previous week with um, with Edmonton and uh, and Montreal, and now Vancouver just got absolutely like railed by COVID. So um, you expect to see that from other places, but uh, yeah, surprising yeah. to see it coming up north as well. Yeah. North North did well for as long as they could, but um, it's a shame. Yeah, just yep. uh, not that way. But uh, but Brandon still did. I'll I'll be honest. I had him written off up until the weekend, and he made some savvy moves as he always does, and um, really put up all the numbers in the last three days that he needed. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'll add is that Brandon's defense did really well um last week um which was interesting like he had like waranski got four points fox got four points dougie the fucking beauty hamilton got three points mm. 18 shots yeah. um so really strong outing from from his defense as well and like i think it would have he probably would have run it up more if it wasn't for your goalies kev like your goalies definitely kept you in it um and uh you know that shutout from from uh, Drieger, um, definitely, definitely helped. So you're welcome yeah. for uh, dropping him a few weeks ago. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Adam Fox, he was another part uh, in that trade I sent to him uh, yeah. and to Brandon. So you know he's he's getting some he's getting some benefit yeah. out of it. So it's not not all lost. Um, let's uh, let's move on here to the only rivalry week that was actually called uh, Ryan versus Troy. Huge matchup. Yeah. Huge, huge matchup. Uh, And respectable from both teams, I'll say that. Uh, But uh, respect to Ryan for being the underdog team, making the call out, and getting that win. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, strong contest for Ryan, uh, big time. Makar um, is still hot. Rantanen's still hot. You know, Point is kind of picking it back up again, which is great. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, what he does, um, over the next week, especially with now Huberto back on his team, mm-hmm. um, on top of, uh, on top of Petrie. So yeah, no strong contest from Ryan. I mean, Troy had a decent week. All right. Um, like his, his goalies kept him in it. Um, Drew had a decent week, which is always great. Um, good to see that there's at least some value still in Philly. Um, but yeah, ultimately went Ryan's way and, and interesting, um, considering that those are two um, kind of uh, teams at the bottom tier of the playoffs. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see kind of how this next week goes for them, because that's kind of going to make or break um, 
you know, their, their playoff, uh, playoff shot. I mean, maybe not so much now, just given that I'm on the cell, but, um, it definitely will foreshadow things a bit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Ryan makes some moves like goaltending looks a little weak for him. Definitely could use a second goaltender. So see if he makes some moves. Yeah. I mean, Hey Ryan, give me a call. I'm happy to, you know, make another deal with you. Got Varlamov, got Saros. Uh, don't know if I'll let go of Flurry, but you know, uh, for the right price, uh, you know, anybody's uh, on the block. Yeah, Cam Talbot's also available, so <laughs> keep pushing that one. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to the nine nothing absolute schmacking of Cody. Oh my God! Can I, I just one con- Oh, sorry, Taylor. Please go right ahead. Okay, I'll just kick this off because when I dropped the press release in the chat, uh, Cody made a snarky comment, as Cody often does, <laughs> about me putting more effort into that press release than I did my team. So, I'm sorry, Cody, but I didn't put effort in this season. Like, look at this pitiful contest. Like, it just goes to show that Cody's entire team was McDavid. And without McDavid, he's in the basement next to John where he belongs. Um, You know, his goalies didn't even pull out a single win for him. Um, So clearly his goalies have also given up on him. Um, But yeah, so again, he says I didn't put in any effort. Um, This is the perfect example of Cody not putting any effort in on his team. Yeah, that's all great points. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, I have I have two comments. No, three. One, plain and simple. One, fuck you, Cody. <laughs> Number two. Uh, I texted Jonah uh, Monday morning. Today, I texted him. I'm very jealous. You were the one who got Cody because I would have enjoyed a 9-0 as well. Uh, basically, doubled his points again. And... Um, yeah, and the and the third thing is Ryan came on last week and he uh, manned up and he said I didn't consider Jonah a top two team when I had first come on, and he is a top two team. I want everyone who said Cody was a top two team to also take a moment and realize their mistake as well. That's all I have to say. I mean, yeah, when I first came on on episode two, like. Uh, you know, uh, Cody was sitting pretty, I think, in second place. But I, I do recall that I said at one point, um, if Cody doesn't manage to fuck it up, which he typically does. <laughs> so uh, I guess point in case on that one. Um, yeah, Jonah's clearly a force to be reckoned with. Um, his team's, you know, grown tremendously. Um, and I mean, sorry, boys, about the Crosby trade. I can't imagine that that's going to help things much as it relates to other teams uh, going to the show. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be really interesting to see how he does because he's climbing quick and uh, Deary has been sitting pretty at the top. And it'll be interesting to see if there's a bit of a, a battle there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have uh, two things for Cody. One is Matt and the second one is Barzell. Uh, (laughs) left him on the bench for a hat trick like come on buddy five point night yeah and i i think that we did say this throughout the whole year cody's team will be as good as cody is and cody's not good so yeah yeah i'm pretty sure when troy was on he pleaded to cody just set your lineup please and uh (laughs) didn't listen to that episode 
Yeah, must, no, must not C- have. Cody heard that and took it as a challenge to not set his lineup because he just yeah. wants to buck the system. Yeah, probably. That makes the most sense. Absolutely. All right, and we'll go into the final matchup here. Taylor, you versus Dirier. Oh, at what? Man. At what? Well, what, was there a final nail in the coffin sort of moment where you're like, "I'm done. Like this yes. week, it's over." It was, oh, it was, yeah. Was it, would you call it a fear factor? Yeah. What was the X factor of the week? <laughs> no, your fear uh, factor. Well, yeah. What was yeah. Your fear? Oh, the fear factor. Yeah, the fear factor came on Sunday. Yeah. That, yeah. Was it the Sunday? <laughs> the fear Sunday factor? scaries, man. I tell you, I've loved Sundays. Uh, this year and man i've lived and died by them and boy did i fucking die on this one um yeah honestly it was a tight matchup um literally on saturday at one point we were tied five five um and then sure enough just going into sunday i think he had me up by a couple points um and then just you know sure enough he was able to slip away with some of those stats like i think he beat me by like one goal by a couple of assists which just put him over the top of points. He beat me by one block. So literally we're talking a few points and a block shot away and like we're at a tie game. So again, he ran it up on the scoreboard, but similar to like Jacob and John's contest, like a few, a few points and, and that matchup changes. So I'll give it to Deere. Obviously took the week. Um, He's my boy. I love him. Um, but uh, definitely could have gone the other way. But yeah, I would say on Sunday, once it looked like, okay, there's no coming back from this, I fucking picked up Phil Kessel in hopes that he would get a few points because he's been on a bit of a hot streak and then in typical Kessel fashion, just completely shits the bed. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. And then I, uh, then I started drafting up the press release. So <laughs> yeah. there it was. Yeah. I'm just looking at this now. Uh, yeah, Phil Kessel, one shot on net. Huberto, one shot on net only. Um, zero points for you on the day. You had four guys going. Exactly. He also had four guys going. He got he didn't have that great of a Sunday. It was realistically no. all Ovechkin with three points. That and that's the thing. That's what did it. Like literally a, a three points away yeah. and a block shot and we're tied or something like that. So um, again, it was super tight coming down to Sunday, but uh, just couldn't couldn't pull through. Yeah. Just to pump Deere's first round tires again, though, like Ovechkin making that difference, that's exactly what you want out of that first round pick. Yeah. Exactly. And they're overall, and, and that's that, that it's, you want them to be weak breakers. That's, yeah. They break your week, right? The draft is important. And I think that that's part of why this season just didn't do it for me. Like, I think I made a lot of ground and I was able to make some good moves, but like not having a first having a late second rounder, not having a fourth, like that really, that hurts you. Um, and you have to really play the wire well, and you have to make some really calculated trades, which I think I've done, but I just think it wasn't quite enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, Taylor, definitely. I, I texted you this morning as well after the uh, great, re- after your office sent out that memo. Just, uh, yeah. dude, I, I understand what it's like to not come in with the best, set of draft picks in the world and and you gave a lot of us a run for their money so kudos to you playing it playing as smart as you could you know all the way to the end there yeah no again i think it 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 comes down to consistency right i think if all my players are 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 you know a go then i think that definitely um 
you know, I'm in it, but I think that just some consistency issues and not kind of getting that superstar out of the gate definitely, uh, definitely hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't talk to me about, you know, superstars not showing up. (laughs) (laughs) First two picks, one of them's hiding from the Russian government and the other one's just (laughs) fucking Buffalo. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Great, great projections for you, Kev. Stoked for you. Yeah, great first fucking round of the draft for me. Um, yeah, so that, realistically, that was kind of the, the final week before. Now it's just realistically just jockeying for uh, for positions here. Um, kind of moving in, like, there's, uh, yeah, like, five and six can still flip. Um, two and three looks like, yeah, those can still flip. And I guess Deere could technically fall out of first, but that's probably pretty yeah, okay. unlikely. You know what's crazy is Kevin just or Taylor. I forget which one he's kind of said. Um, you know, John against basically any other team might have had a pretty good shot at a win. He would have had. I I'm not going to crunch numbers, but at least tempted a five four against Derrie last week. So just kind of something to keep in mind. Kind of two forgettable weeks from the guy going into it. I don't necessarily think he'll fall out of first. But uh, certainly we haven't had a lot of weeks to talk about some chinks in the armor, and we might be looking at it for the first time with this guy. Yeah, no, he's he's not unbeatable. Like, um, you know, again, like I I lost to him, so I guess I can't talk shit. But like um, it would have it would have been a close match. Yeah. Yeah, you guys both beat him, um, and I mean, Kevin, look, look where you are now. So it just goes to show that. Oh shit! Other... What's in store for me? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like you know, um, I think it'll be interesting to see if he makes any last-minute uh, moves before trade deadline. Just given some of the moves that have been made, obviously Jonah's on the climb, and with Crosby, that's probably only going to go up. So um, I- I'd be interested to know where kind of Deere's heads at right now with kind of who he needs to pick up if he needs to pick anybody up. Um, but uh, yeah, not unbeatable. I don't think anybody's unbeatable. It's been such an interesting season. All it takes is one week for something to not go your way or a couple of postponed games or fucking the entire Vancouver Canucks get COVID. And then next thing you know, uh, it's a whole new game. Yeah, 100%. Pretty, pretty sure Ryan willed that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. He, he prayed to the hockey gods and like, <laughs> sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so trade deadline is coming up Thursday real quick. Um, I know I don't really like I think most of the big guys have kind of been sold already. Um, probably the biggest one, name left would be John Tavares for Cody. I think still kind of left on the board. Um, if you want injured players, I got a bunch of really good ones. Um, other than that, yeah. So I don't think it's going to be that exciting of a of a trade deadline that's no, i i had thought it would be um but uh you know it's whenever there's an announcement there is a mini deadline yeah um because taylor today you had some huge trades but even john had a trade come out of the gate i mean yeah um yeah we were talking quite a bit today uh well, yeah walk us through real quick just kind of like what um what it's like being in that that cell today with the deadline looming just a few days away yeah for sure i wanted to get ahead of it um just because i knew 
there were a number of teams that obviously had already like sold their firsts. Um, you know, uh, Troy. Um, who else? Uh, I'm blanking. So, Troy, Brandon. Troy, Brandon, and myself. And you do uh, not have first round pick, but yeah. you'll have two of them coming back. I'll have I have two of them coming back to me now. But so I knew all, some some teams already were starting to kind of get rid of their their key picks. Um, so I wanted to kind of just get out of the gate. I knew that there were some GMs that were still kind of sitting on a couple early picks. Um, obviously, Crosby was kind of my biggest um, biggest piece. Um, of leverage in terms of getting a first. So I was able to flip that. Um, so I felt pretty good about that. Um, and who went along with that with Weber as well. And I was able to get a fourth for Weber, which I mean, um, I feel really good about that. Uh, I, you should. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have, um, I wasn't uh, expecting a fourth back from Weber, but just a little bit of negotiating with Jonah um, definitely kind of set that in stone. Um, and I had a few different offers as well for Crosby. So I was able to kind of leverage those against one another and, and came out with what I feel pretty was a pretty good deal for me. Um, and then I think once um, once the Crosby deal went down, obviously, there's kind of, uh, you know, slim pickings in terms of other kind of top uh, players. Obviously, Huberto, I think he's ranked like 13th on the season or something. So given that Ryan is now in a playoff spot, has to kind of staff up. Um, to be, you know, a, a, a playoff worthy team. So um, was able to get um, Huberto back over to him and, and turn that second into a first, um, but had to deal Petrie in the process, which is fine. I think I have some other good defensemen that I'm looking at. So yeah, those are the kind of the two big trades today. Um, I'm still talking to a couple other managers. Um, I don't think I'm quite at the end of it. There's still some really, uh, I would say strong players on my team. Um, whether it's Kopitar, whether it's Perron, whether it's um, Palat, Varley, a few others. So um, I think there's still some some moves to be made, but I think we've probably seen the biggest of them uh, already. So I'm just kind of looking at the uh, the draft grid going into uh, to next year, kind of seeing what picks are still available. Um, obviously, the big ones would be um, Derrier's first-round pick still on the board. And Jacob's first round pick that's still available as well. Um, yeah, one thing we to, talked a little bit about that. Yeah, one thing to note now is uh, because of this Crosby trade, Jonah doesn't have a pick in the first three rounds. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting. Does he yeah. have anyone he could sell as a keeper? He, the, the thing is, is Jonah does have the best keepers. Yes, he does. Like. He has players that qualify for a first round or a second round pick. Yeah, yeah, across the board. Uh, I'm just. But, yeah. uh, no, I don't know necessarily know if he'll flip. Um, and it, like when you're, when you're, but like he's on a big like I, uh, I can I can see him, just feeling hot, right? He's yeah. coming off the big wins. The the numbers he heard us talk about the numbers even when he was losing and now he's getting the wins that come with it i uh, if i was him i wouldn't even touch the team anymore mm -hmm. you got crosby and you're that's the bow that's the bow on the game yeah. i think that was the that was the big final push for jonah and i again i've, I've talked with several gms today i think 
my kind of phrase of the day is you're either all in or you're all out. Um, Cause it's true. I think you see yeah. Jonah making it these big moves and you look at his team and it's, you gotta be like, okay, it's going to be hard to beat this and it's going to be hard to beat Deere. So it's kind of like shit or get off the pot. Right. So yeah, um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, especially with some of those, um, kind of last dwindling first round picks, um, or, you know, any seconds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's getting pretty, uh, the, the top six teams are getting pretty jam packed with, uh, with some good players. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Kev, you said it right, man. I think it's, uh, in terms of rentals, we got Tavares on the board. Taylor, I guess Kopitar we could throw into the into the ring as an unexpected. Yeah, I never would have thought at the start of the season. No, and then you've got I wouldn't either. and I with uh, the last firsts to give if we if we do even move those. Yeah, yeah. I mean Kopitar's. Uh, yeah, he's older, um, but he's ranked 15th on the season, um, and it has the possibility of lighting it up at any point. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a, still a bit of gas in the tank for this league to uh, make a bit of noise, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. All right, so um, kind of going over that, and we've been saying teams have been really starting to load up here. I think this is a great time to uh, do our final installment of the Power Raid Power Rankings. Um, okay, and starting us off in 10th place, we have a new team in 10th place who do we have jacob yeah this is the first time this guy's ever been in here he bumped out the i guess now the second most consistent gm in our power rankings we have cody mclennan dropping three spots into 10th place i don't need to say more than that i don't know about you guys if you have anything to pile on top of that i mean the only thing that i have to say is it, it just feels right you know just right at home where he belongs in the basement, but it's nice and cool down there for him. So, you know, it's, it feels like home. Um, yeah. yeah, I, you know, uh, it, you hate to see it, especially, uh, with the team formerly, uh, the formerly held McDavid, but, um, it, you know what, it makes sense. I, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, in the con playoffs. Um, but, uh, I think that that is a viable possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just look at the stat line last week. You know, yeah. that's that's all we can have to say for for that uh, that placement. Uh, next in ninth place. Yeah, we uh, have moving up one spot, John Roundtree. Uh, if you're at home, feel free to put your hands together and give this guy an applause. He's done it. He's moved up, and uh, rightfully so. Been giving this guy a bit of gas in the tank the last few weeks. Yeah. yeah. No. Big victory for for John, <laughs> moving out of last and into ninth. What it wouldn't seem like a big victory for anybody else, but uh, kudos to him. I think he has the ability to do it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's had some pretty good weeks the past couple of weeks, and uh, you know, hopefully, he can keep that trend going into the uh, to the loser bracket. All right, and up next, who do we have? Yeah, we have uh, the same guys last week, holding down kind of our peripheral three. Folders teams, uh, Kevin Sweet. Yep. I think that's uh, that's pretty appropriate, you know. My team kind of just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's all we have to say on that one. Um, and then up next we have another team that has fallen from grace, and this is uh, kind of our last team in the, uh, in the Folders Cup race. 
Yeah, so uh, we have projected in seventh place, and I just want to say this is as a disclaimer, uh, this was cooked up before um, our trade rush uh, Monday afternoon. Mr. Taylor Guthrie uh, and our seventh place spot dropping down two from last uh, power rankings. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I think it makes sense now more than ever, obviously, with uh, with me going hard on the sell. Um, but I think, yeah, obviously coming off of two uh, tough weeks, I feel like I probably could have grinded this week out and and had a decent contest against Brandon to move into the move into the playoffs, especially given what's happened in Vancouver. Um, but I think this makes sense, obviously, with me selling all of my best players. So um, mm. I'm happy to take uh, the 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 winning spot of the con finals. I wish I still had my own first to be able to actually capitalize on that. So maybe John will get a nice early uh, draft pick. So yeah. Uh, Congrats, John. Um, you're welcome for that one. Uh, but yeah, no, that makes sense to me. All right. And moving into our sixth place team, who do we have? Yeah, so uh, sixth place. Uh, this manager's in the same spot as last week. Um, I always like to say, uh, when I talk to people, sixth place is uh, the second worst spot you can finish in compared to the last place itself. Uh, you get um, the credit of making the playoffs, but none of the bonuses of coming in seventh place. And it is Troy uh, with Troy's tip top team. He's pulled McDavid, which is a great move. Um, but there wasn't a lot to talk about in that second half of the week when he came in. We're still looking at a bit of the same old um, just with McDavid thrown into the mix. Yeah, I, I agree. I think like... Um... McDavid, obviously huge pickup. Uh, if he stays hot, that'll be great for him. But I think maybe he could use a little bit more, a little bit more depth or, or a little bit more oomph. Uh, so maybe, maybe Troy will make a bit more of a splash and in, in lead up to trade deadline. Yeah. And then, you know, it's never a bad thing having uh, McDavid on your team. That's all that guy's always the X factor. Yeah. Um, so kind of sticking with that battle for sixth place, who do we have next? Uh, in fifth? Uh, this is our biggest drop. Um, apart from Cody, uh, this is a little bit of a dicey call, but it's Brandon who has just not been himself the last few weeks. And we saw Vancouver go down and we've lost, uh, some of his stars on that team. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Again, Vancouver really hurt him. Um, hasn't had the, the biggest contests lately. So a bit of a surprise that Ryan was able to edge ahead of him, but, um, I think it makes sense if, if Vancouver is able to kind of recoup and, and get back to where they were, then, then maybe has a chance, um, uh, jumping back up again, but, um, yeah, that one makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we have the largest, um, the fastest riser. Uh, this might've actually been the biggest jump, um, so far this year in the power rate power rankings, mm-hmm. this, uh, this team moved up five spots. Who do we got? Uh, you know, you're going to hear me say it. You might take a step back. Um, but if you look at the numbers in the last couple of weeks, this guy is firing on all cylinders. And we talked a bit about it last week, a bit about it this week. It's Ryan McLean. Um, this dude, you might see him in that battle for the third place finish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so moving into our top three, who do we have? Yeah, so I consider this a coin flip. Um, between three and two, um, but I will say 
the guy I'm going to say is number two, really solidified it after some moves today. Um, but in third place is myself. Um, I've had th- like three weeks in a row, just the most dominant week um, with Jonah close on my tail the last couple of weeks. I've got a sneaky good team. I feel I've made the right moves and um, no reason to count me out for that um, challenge, at least for a top two matchup. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's up in the air. I think um, I think to your point, I think with some of Jonah's most recent moves, he's probably going to ra- run away with it if you made uh, and you made some good moves. I think if you made maybe a bit more of an aggressive push like Jonah has, then it would be a different story. But um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't think it was a coin flip. I think he is leaps and bounds ahead of you. Um, but, you know. I, uh, I appreciate the, you know, your your confidence in your team. So yeah, so we got Jonah in in second, and of course, uh, who is taking the final first overall in our power rate power ranking, our wire to wire winner. Who do we got? Yuri Hassan. Absolutely. Oh, you love no, to see it. No Deer further statement. Wow. Yeah. Even at, he Stockholm syndrome you. That even after putting you into seventh place finish, you're still back. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, the age-old story of being in love with your abuser. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, again, it was a tight week. Um, but yeah, like he, nothing but respect for my guy. Um, you know, he did what he needed to do the previous year, and 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 here he is. He's he's going to the show uh, as the front runner. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be a tough one between him and and Jonah. Honestly, like I feel like those are kind of the two front runners, and I think Deere needs to maybe consider making a bit of a last minute splash to kind of you know maintain his dominance. Um, but he's rightfully um, kind of the the wire to wire front runner. All right, so that has been the final installment of the Powerade Power Rankings. I honestly can't wait to pull that up beside the final standings. Yeah. We'll see how she goes. Absolutely. Um, And I kind of, actually, I meant to mention this to you, Taylor, um, when we're talking about your matchup. How much do you regret not challenging someone? So this is the thing. I didn't even know it was Rivalry Week. If I knew that it was Rivalry Week, because normally there's like a... Uh, like a declaration thread for like rivalry matchups or like normally like there's a bit more competitiveness around rivalry weeks. But I think, I think there was only one person that actually challenged somebody and it kind of just got lost in the sauce in terms of like everything else that was going on. Had I known that it was a rivalry week, I absolutely would not have gone up against Deere. Like there's no question, not to say I would have like challenged like a John or something, but I would have challenged like somebody who's like my, level you know i would challenge a troy or like maybe i would have challenged cody and do the antler bowl because we haven't had one of those yet this year um so uh yeah yeah looking back that's one thing i definitely would have changed but hey here we are and um i'm making the best of it yeah you might have had a 9-0 on your hands yeah (laughs) i would hey i would have loved it i would have uh gladly accepted um whatever the bet would have been between me and cody we we always love to put something uh something some kind of cheeky bet on it you might see so, each other in the folders buddy yeah that'd right. be interesting i think cody would make a better beer butler than myself personally but uh he's he's got the build for it um <laughs> but uh but we'll see what happens you never know um i i kind of brought this up because like you said you know this 
this rivalry week was kind of forgotten about. I think it'll definitely something I'm going to probably bring up at uh, at the summit. But uh, something I actually had an idea of just kind of doing the show notes. Um, what about for the last rivalry week? We just pair up. We go one place, two, three place, four. So just kind of trying to get some pre-playoff rivalry and pre-Folgers rivalry going right before. So this yeah. way, nobody can kind of challenge anyone that's kind of out of it. Thought, yeah, that's thought. one thing I thought about, um, or not that I thought about, but when I was listening to the podcast last week, you brought up a good point. And, I, and to Jacob's point, I don't think anybody's ever really done that where they're just like oh i'm i need to make a last push so i'm going to challenge like the last place person but i think that that could be a fair way to do it because at least you know you're going up a team that's like evenly matched to you versus like any you know potential politics of like you know uh strategically going for like the last place team in the final rival week but yeah yeah to be fair like Kevin, that that point is the most fun thing I've ever heard, but it's also the most fucking chaotic. Like that's that's a little fucking gutty for like two. Like you were like two weeks out. I don't know if it's fair. Two weeks out. I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> to be like to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and yes, uh, I know you guys like 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 I do a. I, this year, I, I did make a conscious choice not to do the blast because, uh, as you guys know, I do love stirring the pot as, as the commissioner, and I love, like, getting everybody going and kind of getting that spirit going. I'll just but I felt like this months. year was the year of, like, everybody's an adult and I'm not going to make the announcement, and um, clearly I, I guess I should have. Yeah. But I think that would be absolutely bananas if we do, like, a... A seated kind of one two like all the way up because yeah, you know be crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be uh, that'd be stressful i think it would be f- a, a fair way of doing it but uh yeah i think we would only need to change the format if you know you can blatantly see some politics around the the selection yeah 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 and and i think just with this being such a condensed season mm-hmm. not as much lead up time and everything so i think it might just be an outlier but uh, yeah. I think I think it's definitely something because, like you said, you didn't even know about it. So yeah, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I guess maybe I won't assume everyone just knows, and I will <laughs> think back uh, the last couple of years of just all caps yelling at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, it's definitely worthy of a summit uh, a summit case. So uh, yeah. feel yeah. free to bring it up, and and we'll see where it takes yeah. us. Well, I, I got to be careful or else I get another PowerPoint made up. <laughs> as long as it's not pins, then I think I think you're probably safe. Yeah. Okay, that's that's totally fair. Um, but yeah, so kind of wrapping things up here. Uh, yeah, Taylor, last time uh, you gave us like a bottom three, but not a top. So is it pretty safe to say we know who your top two teams are? Uh, yeah, it's probably safe to say before I get into that, I think one thing that I'll say is like one thing I did say at the uh, episode two at the start of the season, who would be in the basement? I said it would be John. Um, I said it wasn't looking good for Troy, but then I also said not to rule out yourself, Kev, which I'll just give myself a quick pat on the back because currently you're sitting in last place. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's you and you and um, John at the bottom there. Um, but yeah, in terms of, uh, in terms of the top two teams, I, like at this point, I think it's no question. I think it's Deere and I think it's Jonah. Um, 
is what it is. Jonah's made huge strides, keeps adding to his team. Deere has just been dominant all season. So I think there's no surprises there. Um, and in terms of what happens in the playoffs, you never know. All it takes is one weird week, and then next thing you know, somebody squeaks by him. Um, but as things currently stand, I think it's safe to say that those two teams are, are, are slated most likely to go to the show. Yeah. I just want to point one thing out for my own future predictions. Um, only two teams have suffered two losses this season. Dure and myself uh, were unbeaten otherwise. My wins haven't been as big. My moves haven't been as big. But the points have been just as big as everybody else. So uh, don't count me out. I didn't put myself in the top two for a good reason. But uh, I'm not afraid to say I'll be, I'll be challenging. And uh, I'm no longer in any of the last places I was when we did the last power rankings. So the team's on the up. Um, one thing I uh, I do have to say, I, your team is in first place, though, is moves on the year. You are at 60. You have edged out the previous reigning champion. He is at 59 moves. No so you have way. A, you are beating uh. him by one. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. actually probably harder than winning the Golden Sippy is to beat Jonah in moves. Yeah. Oh, big time. Kudos to you. I mean, I feel like it, it, you had to. You had no choice but to really grind it out on the wire just because of the like the draft yeah. situation that you've been in. I mean, kudos to you for, for sitting in third um, given that draft situation. Um but uh yeah, no, that is that's quite the uh quite the accomplishment. Mm. I'll take that. One thing I do have to say, too, um, this is probably my own kind of just poor team management, uh, but like not having as many high draft picks, you're much easier to just drop guys. You know, for the guy, uh, yeah. guy you pick in like second or third and he's having a pretty shit year, you hold on to him because you're like, I don't want to drop my third round pick. And, you know, yeah. and then you're just sitting with, you know, a guy who's in the 200s for yeah. I'll be honest, Taylor and I were having some pretty um, some pretty good discussions, I'd say, this afternoon. Uh, Taylor took a great route um, with Jonah today, but uh, kind of talking about big picks and stuff. But one of the things holding me back, we didn't discuss it, but um, is in the, going to the playoffs, just like you said, Kevin, I, I've thrived off of always having a player I don't have any ego with. And mm-hmm. uh, I was a bit worried, if I made that trade with Taylor, that... The players going, one of them is my no-ego players. And it's like, okay, great. If Crosby comes in and he sucks or he doesn't have a lot of games that week, yeah. am I going to drop him and play the hot hand? And that's been a truly a piece for me this season. Yeah, yeah. and that's one thing that I've learned uh, for the past couple of years as well is just like you you have those players that you know maybe they're your keepers or they're somebody that you drafted early on and you're like okay I, I can't drop this person even though they're shit in the bed um and yeah at some point you just need to kind of like you just need to let go of it and you just need to look at the numbers and you need to let go of the name and sometimes it's hard for us as hockey fans to let go of like the name um and just go by the numbers um, I think early on this year, like I was having the same thing with like Bergeron wasn't having the best season. Um, Patches was kind of uh, he was doing well at the out of the gate, but then his performance was kind of underwhelming. So I was able to like flip those for picks that I kind of then used to to buy off some other players. But yeah, you um, 
it's a good point. If if you are not going by kind of those big names that you picked up in the draft, it gives you a little bit more freedom on the wire, which can definitely uh, work out in your favor. Yeah, that's definitely one difference between switching to um, a daily league vice of a weekly league is, you know, in a weekly league, you're like, all right, this guy's having a bit of a downtime. I'm going to bench him. You know, if he goes off this week, you know, you just eat that loss. But, uh, you know, you still kind of can keep him around. Because you, you def- it's almost like you have, like, more IR spots. Like, you know, you, you could just kind of, like, bury a guy and, and not worry about him. Um, mm-hmm. But with the Daily League, you know, every single player is active every time. So. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Can't bench a bad week. Yep. Absolutely. So it'll be it'll be fun watching this final and seeing uh, some of those big names fly as we go into um, I don't know a world of saving ourselves either from singing the national anthem in front of our friends or yeah gloating for a whole year with the Golden City. Um, I I still think we should do a land recognition, but that's uh, that's just me. <laughs> like the thing is, like, do you drop it? Like, say if your team just like like a, an elite player, you know, with the final week, just doesn't have. Just gets all his games postponed. Do you drop an elite player? If they're not keeper eligible, you drop them. Yeah, like you, you, if if you're going for the sippy, and let's say Sidney yep. Crosby gets fucking COVID or something, like you're but, you can't keep them. You drop them. But if if Sidney Crosby's dropped and then I pick him up, I can keep Crosby. No, no. only during the regular season. Playoffs, Sorry. but that's that's yeah, that's the safety okay. net. Okay. Playoffs exactly. are a new new style. That's. I, I, I didn't know know that one, so yeah. uh, I'm I'm glad that we actually do have a rule like that to, to kind of protect us. Yeah, in the playoffs, yes. the free agent keeper rule is gone. Okay, that's that's good. To but uh, yeah, Nino Niederreiter over Sidney Crosby, it might happen this year. Who knows? <laughs> right? Yeah. So you know, yeah. you could you could see like a, um, you know Brandon dropping all of his Canucks. Yeah. If he's not keeping him, right? Like. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. That would pain him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he would. A single tear would fall from his eye. But uh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do when you're when you're in the show. As James Brown said, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, this has been an extremely fun uh, episode 11 of the FFHL podcast. Uh, Taylor, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's always a great time having you on. Yeah, actually. Thanks for having me. See you guys.